Welcome to Raising Consciousness with me, Lou Burrows, where raising human consciousness happens. On this show, I'm joined by guests to cover a range of topics and have conversations that will raise human consciousness for current and future generations. Now, let's dive into today's show. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Raising Consciousness with myself, Lou Burrows. And today on the show, we are joined by podcaster, musician, and media specialist, Rob Fills, um, who List. has been... F-L-I-S. Um, <laughs> no so problem. Everybody gets that wrong. Really? Okay. It's good because like, I'm all for actually with names. Um, so thank you for the correction. But um, Rob, anyway, you have been working in digital uh, publishing since 2013. Um, and you also have a mm-hmm. podcast that's called Breakthrough. I was, I had the pleasure of coming on your show. Was that last week or the week before maybe? Um, uh, time yeah, goes, a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Time goes fast, right? Like I've got a lot of, a lot of projects and stuff. So it's like, okay, I was just thinking when, when was that? But, um, no, I loved coming on to your podcast and obviously, um, wanted to bring you here onto, uh, raising consciousness as well. Um, so for those who don't know who you are um we'd love to you know in in a minute or two um in your own words kind of summarize who is rob and uh what got you started on your own journey of um personal development ultimately yeah for sure so um yeah my name is rob i've been working in uh, the digital media publishing space for about uh, the last 10 years I graduated uh, from university here in Montreal, where I live with a bachelor's degree in journalism. And then I just decided to uh, apply myself to the media landscape. And that's where I've been kind of residing ever since. And from aside from my, my day-to-day jobs, um, I've recently embarked in this uh, podcast uh, journey, uh, which <laughs> has uh, kind of developed in some interesting ways. Um, still rather early on in that process of, of kind of finding my direction, but it's been really fun and rewarding so far. And it stems from a personal development journey that I've kind of been on for the past few years where I've become very interested in a lot of the same fields that you are, Luke. Um, you know, consciousness, uh, spirituality, uh, also just general health and, and fitness. Um, I think they they go hand in hand to some degree. So. I try to incorporate those things into my into my show. And uh, aside from that, I've been a musician for uh, most of my life. I've been playing in bands uh, here in Montreal locally for almost 15 years. So that's another big part of my life that um, some people don't know about. Uh, but yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, so yeah, I'm really curious by how people get started with, I kind of, kind of like, want to say like with their personal de- development, but ultimately starting that journey of um, their, their consciousness journey, right? Like becoming more conscious, entering personal growth, um, because it's not, well, especially here in, in the UK, and I'm assuming it's the same. I've had a lot of people from like um, America on, so I'm, I'm sure it's, it's the same where you are whereby you know it's not something that let's say is in the education system right so we kind of find this path right. finds this way of living ultimately because i believe that's what it is um so some people find it through their own low moments you know their own challenge their own challenges their own setbacks some people might find it you know if they happen to be in a in i don't know maybe a career where it's encouraged so i'm curious like where this will started for you 
And I know you said like the podcast, you were just the start of that journey, but then how that's evolved into doing what you do now. And, um, and then, yeah, we'll kind of take it from there. Yeah, that's a very deep question. And I can go, I can go, uh, far back with it. Um, one of the bigger turning points in my life, I guess, happened when I was a kid. Uh, my father passed away when I was uh, 13. And uh, that changed uh, everything for, for uh, myself and my family. And I think it kind of put me on this trajectory where um, I went through a lot of challenges uh, when I was a teenager in high school. Um, just the, the way that I responded to the world was, was shaken up um, by the, the events of my, my dad passing away. And it took a while, but I think ultimately I drew a lot of positives from it, from the struggle that I had to go through. And I think that contributed heav heavily to the path that I'm on now because my outlook on the world is very different. Um, and I see the way that I, I was when I was growing up, you know, in high school, the way that I treated some people, uh, you know, friends um, because of the trauma that I had dealt with. And, um, there's, there's better ways to deal with it, but you have to kind of go through that process in order to discover that. So, um, I think that really shaped the, the path that I'm on now. Um, and then, you know, going through that, um, you mentioned the education system and how, you know, uh, consciousness, spirituality, isn't really a huge part of that. I, I agree. Um, I think that education really begins when you leave the school system and, it's a lifelong pursuit for me. It, I feel that I feel that it's definitely a lifelong pursuit. Um, working in my career has taught me many things. I uh, part of the reason why I embarked on this podcast project is because I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled with my job, and I wanted to add something to my life that um, had meaning. Um, and I know that we've spoken you know, about the nine to five grind and how people, a lot of people get used to that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a reality that not everybody can totally escape. Um, I, I find a lot of pleasure in the work that I do, you know, for the companies that I, I, I work for, uh, or have worked for, but at the same time, I always want to have some sort of personal development project going on on the side. And that's what my podcast is for me at the moment. Um, because, uh, it's, uh, it fulfills me in a different way. Um, and it's the same thing with the, with the music projects that I've been working on, uh, for the past, uh, 10 to 15 years. Like with the podcast, obviously the music that you do, I find that, um, fascinating because a lot of people, I think, feel like they can't do that. Right. And what I mean by that is maybe that they, you know, I get a lot of people like, well, Luke, how did you start? Right. Um, so a lot of people don't know how to get started or they feel like they're not qualified to start or whatever the reason is, whatever the underlying limiting belief that there is from holding them back. And so did you ever experience that? Did you ever have that? And if so, how did you navigate that? And if not, what would be still some words of wisdom that you would share with someone now that you have started it, if that makes sense? So we'll kind of explore that. No, I absolutely have dealt with those feelings, you know, that imposter syndrome where you, you feel like, why, why, why should I be doing this? Like, why me? What's special about me? You don't feel like you're qualified to do some of the things that you want to do. And, and it can hold a lot of people back from even getting started. But it's actually one of the main focuses that I like to explore on, on my podcast, uh, which is called breakthrough, because I, I'm, I'm interested in those breakthrough moments where you decide to take the plunge, you know, and, uh, you know, get your build up your courage to actually do something that's scary, 
And I, I, I think that there's um, value and discomfort and that's where we see the most growth oftentimes. Um, so I like to, I like to, in my personal life, I, I try to get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable and that it's okay. And that's, that's what, that's what it means to get started on, on a project. Sometimes people tend to want to over prepare for something and make sure that it's perfect right out of the gate. And you can spend years planning something, but until you actually take that first step, it's not going to start to happen. And the biggest learning uh, experiences you can have, uh, I think, come from action more than, you know, planning. So um, that's the philosophy that I kind of follow. It's been it's been that way with my music uh, career, so to speak. Um, you know, you're not good at the beginning. You you have to you have to accept the fact that you're gonna start out and not be the best, and then develop and grow, and things will improve. But if you dedicate yourself and you're okay with not being amazing right at the start, um, that's that's what you need to do. That's how all of the great people that you see all around you, that's how they they all started. So you mentioned there, I wrote down a uh, biggest learning experience through action. So what have been some of your biggest learning experiences that you have uh, undergone through actions that you've taken, whether that is, you know, the podcast or the music projects you have? Yeah, well, I can speak about the podcast uh, because it's one of the more recent uh, projects that I've undertaken. Uh, it's it's relatively young still. I've, I've I really started it in I think 2019, um, and then put it down for a while because I didn't have a clear direction for it, and picked it back up last year uh, with more of like a, a focus. Um, and of course, like it's never easy to put yourself out there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you might feel the same way with your podcast. Um, why would anybody want to hear me speak? You know, like, what do I have to offer? Uh, are people going to think that my my messages are, you know, irrelevant or don't make sense? You second guess yourself a lot. And I think that's one big hurdle to overcome is just having the self-confidence to, to put yourself out there in, in front of people, but open yourself up to criticism as well. And uh, just be confident in your, in your own abilities. Um, so that's that's a very recent example. Like I'm very new to this still, this, this whole podcasting world. And even I I'm used to being behind the scenes in the, in the media environment. Uh, you know, I, I don't haven't often put myself in front of a camera or spoken to uh, groups of people, but it's something that I'm trying to get used to doing. And, uh, I think I have enough drive and passion for it that I'm willing to mm. go through a little bit of discomfort to improve and, Kind of develop myself in that area yeah so let's go deeper so you know with this not being natural to you i'm kind of the same so i'm definitely on more of the uh introverted scale right although funnily enough like these sorts of conversations on podcast um i'm you know in when i came on George, you know i find that actually relatively easy i think it's more with as you said there and maybe it's the same for you like groups of people um and especially like in person. Um, um, so with this not being something that you naturally gravitate to, if we go deeper into actually, what are you learning specifically like about yourself and how are you taking that forward? 
Well, something that I'm attempting to do is to not, is to, I guess, lead through action as opposed to just talking. Um, so a lot of the subject matter that I, that I speak about, whether it's the personal development or the mindset stuff, I want to put that into practice in my real life. Um, and, and I try to do that as much as possible. And I'm still finding my way, uh, you know, with combining, combining these activities with the, with the podcast, but, um, we spoke about, uh, you mentioned limiting beliefs, you know, I, I want to shed myself of those in my own personal life before I preach about them to other people. Uh, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of trying to do. Um, you know, I, I, I accept challenges often. Um, I have a friend actually, who's really good for this because we, um, we kind of challenge each other all the time. And, uh, because of him, I've done some really cool things. I, uh, I embarked on a 72 hour fast, uh, last year, which was an interesting experience. I never thought I could do that going without eating for three full days. And we did it together and it was, it was great. Um, we also, uh, just on a whim, we uh, decided we want to learn to backflip. So we rented a, we rented a gymnastics gym, got a, got a trainer for one hour. And within that one hour, she taught us the mechanics of backflipping and we were able to do it. So it's, it's things like that, you know, um, just, uh, just going out there and experiencing life and trying to push yourself. Uh, that that's, that's what I've kind of started to devote myself to a little bit more with this project. Amazing. That sounds, uh, the backflip sounds, sounds fun. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. So, um, I guess also, um, like with the podcast, you said you started it and then stopped. So you started in 19 paused, yeah. you didn't have that direction. So when you came back to it, did you have more of a vision for what you wanted it to be and created in where do you feel like that did that focus come from having the break? Um, like I talked to the talk to us through that process. Yes, I think the break helped to kind of crystallize the the direction that I wanted to take, but then also just the process of picking it back up and doing it again helped shape the, the path as well. And uh, one thing that I realized through doing it is that I actually know so many cool people who are doing awesome things. Uh, and, and I wouldn't have realized that necessarily unless I really sat down and thought, who would I like to speak to? Um, because there's people from, that I've worked with in the past or I've gone to school with or, you know, any number of uh, times in my life that I've just encountered these people who've actually gone on to do some pretty incredible things. And I think that it's worth celebrating people in our lives like that and encouraging people who are doing awesome stuff. Like I, I interviewed uh, a friend that, that I had uh, growing up in school who is now a golf coach and is coaching somebody on the PGA tour. Like that's, that's amazing. I wanted to speak to him. Um, I have a former, former colleague who is a fitness influencer with over 2 million followers right now who, who blew up over the past two years. Um, you know, I, I needed to speak to him. I needed to know what that was, what that was like, how he, how he accomplished that. Um, and you know, I, I think that uh, there's, I don't want to generalize in saying this, but I, I feel like a lot of people, uh, or at least a lot of people that I've encountered in my life have a sense of 
competition with others and don't want to recognize others' achievements because it makes them feel less. And I couldn't be more different than that. You know, I, I, if somebody around me is succeeding, like I want to cheer for them and I want to talk to them all about it and find out how they did it. And, um, and hopefully those conversations will inspire others to do similar things and, and to believe in themselves a little bit more and see that it's possible to put yourself out there and, and have success in ways that you didn't think possible. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm all about. Mm. I love that. Um, I wrote down here, uh, curiosity. So it sounds like you're definitely a very curious person, which I think is a great skill and kind of trait to have, you know, and, um, I see often a lot of, and I was kind of myself actually before probably pre, probably pre pandemic, maybe I was, um, I wouldn't say I was closed, like, like closed minded or fixed mind, you know, have a fixed mindset, et cetera. But, um, I just kind of recognized that over the past kind of two, three years, how developing that curiosity within myself has actually propelled my own personal growth. Right. And actually in particular in uh, the area of health, you know, and just being, being curious about new ways of improving that and, uh, and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit, I don't know if, if you find it for me, again, I don't think it's a balancing act. It's just, uh, something to be you know, mindful of or aware of is where that can lead. And what I mean by that is, so sometimes I can become a little bit overwhelmed with all the information within like the personal growth space and domain and, and stuff, because, and again, you know, especially within health, there's a lot of conflicting, um, information sometimes, you know, and when you are curious and so open, yes. You kind of take it all, you know, for me, like I take that all, all on board and then go for a process of like, actually, how do I implement, figure this out for me, you know, for, for me and, and, and my life, you know, and that's a challenge, a good challenge, you know, uh, you know, definitely, a, I think it's a good challenge to have. Do you also resonate with that? And how do you go about navigating everything, I guess, within, you know, the information overload that can happen? Oh yeah, I, I definitely, um, relate to that big time. And, uh, well, I mean, I guess we can, uh, start by focusing on the, on the health field since you brought that up. Um, there's an, we're, we're so blessed to have the abundance of information that we have at our disposal, but it's also a huge challenge to sort through everything because it is overwhelming. It's, it's incredibly overwhelming. And I find often that, you know, I, I suffer from information overload and just, you know, also being um, working on, on a computer all day is, is a challenge in and of itself, just being exposed to all of this stim stimulus, um, you know, that I'm not sure we are designed to handle, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, our brains undergo a lot of, a lot of stress and, and we absorb a lot of information. And I think it's important that when you start to feel overwhelmed, that you're able to take a step back, that you're able to calm yourself. I think this is where meditation comes in handy big time. Um, because, you know, if you just let all of this information wash over you, um, and then take a step back, some of it might, some of it might, uh, linger. And those are the things that, that might resonate closely with you that you can try and, and implement in your, in your life. Um, so that's the way I, I kind of approach it is like, you know, if, if, um, uh, if I'm absorbing a lot of information and then kind of say, that's enough for now, I, I leave it alone. 
and then the things that uh, the things that stick uh, are probably the things that are worth trying and implementing. Um, and that's the way I kind of like look at it with a lot of things, even, um, I mean, like yourself, I know that we've spoken about this too. I don't watch a lot of news and I try to limit my consumption of, of that type of, uh, media, but those are, that's the way that I generally deal with pieces of information. You know, if, if it's, if it's not sticking with me when I take a step back and like, you know, just try to clear my mind, then it's probably not worth, uh, the, the effort to, to think about. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and do you have any examples of like that you can draw upon in your own life that maybe you heard that over there, then heard that over there and you're like, mm, these two pieces of information don't necessarily, uh, go together. And so how you navigate that to find the truth for you, if that makes sense. You know, I, I, it reminds me of, um, a quest, uh, a, a quest, a program. So I'm part of a, uh, a, a platform called mind Valley. Not sure if you're, if you've heard of it. And so they have these, all these programs. Yeah. I've heard of stuff. mind Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I would definitely recommend it. Um, and they have, yes, yeah, so they have, have all these programs, but they're called quests. So this quest around, it was basically around intuition. And basically one of the main takeaways I got was to, that there's, that, that there's only really like what feels true for us in the moment and actually to, to go with that, basically, you know, that's the underlying thing and that the world is very much living in the intellect and not from intuition and, and the spirit, etc. And so in the intellect, you do have things of like right and wrong. Um, and so to, to navigate that, to come back to actually what feels true for you for now. Um, and I love that, you know, mm -hmm. that's something that, I'm, you know, trying to be trying to, um, Trying to, trying to implement. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that was a long way, way of me saying, like, if there are things in your own life that you, that you can draw upon where you've had to navigate through because you have had these conflicting pieces of information. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of conflicting information out there and, and the, the trouble is that, um, often both sides are right in some measure. So it's, it's about finding the finding the, um, finding the ways in which each side is correct and in which circumstances it's correct and for who it's correct. And at what time, kind of like what you're, what you're saying. Um, and one, one easy example that I can draw from is like, um, nutrition. I have these discussions with friends all the time because there's a lot of conflicting information about nutrition out there. Uh, fasting is one example where I hear all of these great things about um, intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting, how it's great for your, for your system to eliminate free radicals and whatnot. And it's, 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 uh, it's beneficial to, um, fast for 12 to 16 hours per day and everything like that. Um, and then I have other friends who are fitness trainers who, uh, are in incredible shape who insist that you must eat a protein rich meal within 30 minutes of getting up every morning. Um, you know, because that's the best thing to do for your body, right? Are either of those things wrong? No, I don't think so. Uh, it depends on you and what your goals are and what your, what your mental state is and how those, how those practices make you feel. Um, because you might have success with 
either one of them. They could both work for you or neither of them could work for you or some balance of them might work for you. So it's about testing and finding out what, how you, how you react to certain practices. Um, because everybody's ultimately different biologically, you know, mentally, we, we all go through different, uh, different phases and have different reactions to things. And I think it's important to not be scared to try and not be dogmatic in your thinking and, uh, you know, just regard something as this is completely right. And this is completely wrong because there's way too many circumstances in which, you know, it, it's not black or white. It's some shade of gray mm -hmm. in the middle. And uh, that's the way I kind of try to live with an open mind. You know, mm. some, some people have great success doing something other for others, it might be a complete disaster. Um, so it's about trying things for yourself and seeing how they, seeing how you react to it. And you know, the thing that I've noticed is that then if you, I guess, don't take that piece of advice, that then the world becomes very polarized, right? So like you're, I guess, kind of judged for that. You know, I also see it with different diet types, you know, so if you're not doing mm. keto, for example, then, oh my God, like, you know, you're going to get diabetes or something extreme, right? Because you're eating too much carbs and like, yes. whatnot. and so when I, when I hear all these things, I just try and don't know if you do something the same, but just come back to what I think is, what I feel is actually like the basics. And so for me, the basics, um, is whole foods, right? Um, for me, the basics is, uh, kind of like living my life based on like, um, my, so you, you probably come across like things like circadian rhythm, right? Because for me, mm -hmm. I just see it, how it like makes sense from like a human perspective that actually we just like eat whole foods, right? Like for me, like that's the basic thing. And then from there, yeah, maybe you eat more of this and less of that, but actually the basic underlining thing is generally whole foods and less processed foods because big companies have just made those foods up, right? Type of thing. So, and then, you know, the thing with, you know, prioritizing sleep and understanding actually circadian rhythm, actually then, you know, that makes sense. You know, we have a period in the day where we are meant to be awake. We have a time in the day in, in, in life where we are meant to be asleep. And so just, again, going back to today's basics. So is that something that you, that resonates with you when you're trying to, to navigate this? Um, and, and yeah, like how, 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 how do you resonate with that? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that having those as th those as established baselines that you can always come back to will help to keep you grounded and not get lost in the, you know, sea of, of different trends and experiments that you could be performing, but to have those as kind of grounding tools for you, um, the, the whole foods idea. I mean, yeah, that's, that's absolutely 100%. Um, and the sleep super important. Um, I'm not sure if it's like this, uh, where you are, but our days, uh, are quite short in the winter here in, uh, in, in Montreal, yeah. which mm -hmm. makes it uh, a little bit more difficult to adhere to this sleep schedule because you're waking up in darkness oftentimes and going to bed in darkness. Uh, you know, it, it, it makes for shorter days with less, less daylight and it's a little bit tougher to keep a, a good schedule. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what else can I say? Uh, I, I definitely think that there's, there's value in 
having that baseline that you can always go back to, to keep yourself mm. anchored. So, so on that point, Rob, um, there's this great podcast that I would recommend. I think I might have shared it when I came on to, to your podcast called the model health show by, uh, Sean Stevenson. And, um, mm -hmm. there's been many episodes around circadian rhythm and when, when you mentioned there about the, the winter months. So it, it was something like that. And then for us, like our times change, right? So, um, you have like, yes, daylight saving and yeah. Um, so they change in March, I think. And then in, I want to say October. Um, but the change is only, I think, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong per se and put out wrong information, but basically the, a lot of the, a lot of the experts that he's had on was actually that this, this concept of changing the time is actually a man-made thing, right? And that actually our biology, mm -hmm. etc., has had to catch, catch up with that. And I was reflecting on that because every time we change the clocks, I just, I can't put my finger on it, but I just generally feel different. I don't know if, if you can re resonate and, and I was re reflecting on that and it's mostly, um, during, I'm, I, maybe I'm the opposite, but it's generally when we change it, um, when we, is it when we lose an hour's sleep? So when we change it from like the time I'm in now, so we're, to summertime. So when we change it in March coming up next month, yeah, that is when I'm going to notice the biggest difference. And with that, I'm actually playing with this concept of not changing my clocks. So operating on a, so literally everyone else in, in, in the UK would be operating on the new time. <laughs> and then there would be like me trying to operate on like the winter time. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm really playing with that just to see how, just, just to see like the difference. Um, because I definitely feel a difference. I definitely notice a difference. So I'm trying to like set up a system whereby, you know, like for booking podcasts and stuff, like my, my calendar is going to be that one hour difference. So I have to develop a system for it. But I guess my, my, my point there was actually how it's a man-made thing. You know, I think it's probably like in the last, like yeah. 50 to a hundred years or, or something, you know? And so, um, you know, um, our species ultimately has had to adapt with, to that, you know, and, um, I, I just kind of see, and it was for, you know, what, what was it for? So I think one of the reasons they changed it again, I'll have to find the episode out and link it down below for people to actually listen to it. Cause again, I don't want to give out wrong information, but it was some, uh, it was something like they, they, they changed it for, for something to do with like making money or something, because it would mean that people would be up later at night. And, um, I think it's something like more gatherings, you know, like more partying or something or something like that. So they would spend more money or something like that. But anyway, I don't want to put out, um, wrong information or anything. So I'm going to link that down below. And then there was, um, a type of, then they like brought it up in, so this was in America and then they brought it up in, um, I think like Congress or something to go back to, you know, not, not changing it, but it didn't get through, um, for kind of that reason. Right. So, um, I'm definitely going to link it down below because was, yeah, I can't record the, the exact details, but it just kind of made me realize that actually from a systematic point of view, and it's the same when we're talking about nutrition and food companies, 
they don't care about your health, right? So actually we have to be the ones that take responsibility for our own health and stuff and our own personal growth. I think people struggle to understand that, you know, and is, is that something that you've experienced from maybe the people around you, you know, you're on this conscious personal growth journey, improving yourself. Um, and, and you're re realizing this and so how do you also navigate that? Yeah, well, there's so many, uh, there's so many things that to say about this. Um, I'll go back to the time change thing because I had an interesting, first yeah, of all, I, the, the, my understanding of why they, why they, um, implemented daylight savings time. Uh, I heard that it was because it had something to do with, uh, the farmers with farming that because there was a, a smaller amount of daylight that they needed to shift the time so that to maximize the amount of daylight so that farmers would wake up earlier, uh, when it was still bright or whatever and and be able to uh and finish the day earlier before it got dark I, I that that had something to do with it in my mind i'm not sure where i heard that bit of information um but i think that might yeah. be one of the reasons so just on that so growing up i also heard that too but then listening to this podcast i'll find it out i'll link it down below and i'll send it to you there was like another reason and it, yeah it was something to do with like maximizing profit or something somewhere along the line you know <laughs> Right, right. But but either way, I mean, uh, both may be right. Um, either way, it, it's a more of a corporate decision than a than a human uh, health decision to change the time. And I uh, like you, I, I also feel it. Um, I think for me, it affects me more in the fall when we roll it back an hour because we all of a sudden it's dark one hour earlier than it was before. So like, you know, we're, we're eating dinner in, in darkness instead of <laughs> in daylight. Um, that's, that's kind of a, a bigger deal for me. Um, and kids, I think feel it, especially, um, I know that I have a daughter and, um, every time we change the time, it affects her sleep schedule. She's like waking up, uh, going, falling asleep and, and waking up differently and, uh, her naps change during the day. So like, it, it takes a while to adjust and get back on everybody else's schedule because you're, you're bi biologically, you're just not used to it. You're not used to following that, uh, that one hour difference. Um, but to respond to the second part of your, your question, which was about other people's habits and, uh, taking and, and having to put your, your health in your own hands, uh, because there's, there are so many, um, I guess with food, especially that's, that's a big one, you know, corporations that, that are meant to make things fast and easy and convenient, but not necessarily healthy for you. So you need to kind of take responsibility for that. Yeah, totally. I, I see a lot of people around me who don't eat the same way that I do. And I try not to judge first and foremost, because, um, you know, I don't know the inner workings of everybody's life and, and I, I won't, uh, you know, presume to know better than anybody else but I'm doing what's working for me. I'm trying to set an example. And if people see that I'm doing things a certain way and that it seems to be working out for me, maybe they'll try it for themselves and maybe they'll see positive results and, and make changes in their own life. Um, you know, I don't like to preach to people about what to do, uh, but I, I do, you know, insist on uh, living the way that I think is the best for myself without without compromise. And, uh, I hope that, you know, others see that and, and can draw from that. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. I uh, know. I was just trying to find the episode. Um, I think I've 
I think I might have got it, so I will link it down below. But no, Rob, um, in the time that we have left, is there anything else you're passionate about sharing, wanting to share with our audience today? Maybe some um, top lessons that you've learned from your journey or, 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 or anything really on the topics of, you know, as we've been talking about health and self-improvement that, um, that uh, you think would add value to the lives of our listeners? Well, I think that uh, back at the beginning of, of our conversation, when you were asking about different turning points in my life and what kind of set me on this path, uh, there's 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 a variety of different things that I, I didn't touch on. Um, I think that at the time when I kind of became more interested in the um, the field of, of consciousness, spirituality, and things like that, it was maybe... I don't know, six or seven years ago that I really became super interested and started dedicating time to it, you know, to, to, to researching and studying and talking to people about it. Something that I came across was, uh, psychedelic experiences and how those can activate parts of your, uh, parts of your brain, give you access to levels of consciousness that aren't possible ordinarily or only sometimes through intense meditation practices. Um, and so that's just been a kind of general area of interest. So I guess not to flip it, flip this interview on you, but do you have any experience um, or, or knowledge of uh, psychedelics that, that you could maybe share with me as I continue to research this <laughs> topic of interest? No. Um, so the short answer is no. Um, and I'm probably a curious, but also mindful because I'm aware of some experiences that have went wrong <laughs> um, from people that I, I, I know yeah. and whatnot. However, there was, um, so check out, so I've experienced, um, look, I don't know if it's similar because I've never done the psychedelics, right? However, based on what I know, certain breathwork practices can deliver similar or same results. So there was this, mm -hmm. so there's this company called Soma Breath that I would recommend to everyone as well, that combine meditation, breathwork, and uh, basically this really cool, when you listen to it, like music experience into one. Um, and basically I do uh, their daily dose breathwork uh, practice every morning and I also do also uh, I kind of rotate different type of mindfulness practices in in the evening but I came across this again on this platform called, called Mind Valley although I did know about the founder beforehand his name is uh, Naraj um, and so yeah he's the founder of Soma Breath um, and yeah, again, based on taking his course and going through all of his content and actually experiencing the breathworks, apparently it's similar to what you would experience um, taking psychedelics and using that sort of uh, med medicine or whatever you, you call it. So um, that's what I would share on that. Um, again, I don't know. All I know is that through experiencing this, um, the meditations are very deep and impactful and um, over the, so I started that in on September, October time, and it's definitely been one of the best things I've, I've done adding more, cause beforehand I would just do meditation, you know, so I just like have my headset on and just listen to a guided audio track and just focus on the moment, etc. 
where now I in, in, mm -hmm. introduce the type of breathing. So for example, if I want to gain more energy, then I would breathe uh, in for longer, I think, then I breathe out. And if I want to relax, I would breathe out for longer than I breathe in. And so these types of different breathing techniques that can give, give you energy, put you in a relaxed state, um, and, and there's more. Um, yeah, so I definitely check out Soma Breath. Um, and I would, again, link that down below for, for, for everyone. Because I think, like, if you start with something like that with breath work, I think that's the the safest way as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of the other the other stuff, I I wouldn't want to comment because I haven't ex experienced that, and I'm 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 really happy with what I've done so far with breath work. That's and, great. And Thank you thing, for that recommendation. And, no worries. And the that. thing and the thing with breath work is that. So if I try and describe like the feeling, I guess. So obviously it depends on, um, so on like the energy one, you actually feel, it's really weird kind of feeling, I guess. You actually feel like the energy cultivating like inside of you. Yeah, I, I often feel like quite warm and you can just like feel this ball of energy. And then the meditation walks you through is that you kind of take all this energy and um, are you familiar with like the third eye? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then you, yeah, try definitely. And, yeah. And then you try and like put all this energy towards your, the third eye or obviously while, while doing the breathing. So, um, again, it, it's, I find it hard to explain, uh, like the sensation, like the feeling that, that you have, but it's definitely nothing that I've experienced before. Let me put it that way. Um, and kind of in a good way, although the first time I done it, I did a longer one. It was like 35 minutes. Like I had to open my eyes halfway through because my head was spinning. It was like, wow, <laughs> you know, like, oh shit. Um, my head, yeah. My, um, and then I was like, went, went back into it. But yeah, apart from that, it's, it's been transformational for me for sure. Oh, that's great. I'm definitely going to try that out then. Um, have you came across breath work before? Yes, but I've only ever just dabbled, um, in it, mm. uh, you know, wa watch some, watch some videos and I'm, are, are you familiar with, uh, Wim Hof? Uh, and course, the amazing yeah. things that he can do, uh, you know, the, yeah. I mean, that's intimidating because he's such a, he's such an expert and so advanced that you see some of those things and, you, and you're like, oh my goodness, like what, what, uh, like how is that even possible? Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure that there are many more practical applications for everyday life that aren't so extreme. Um, it's just a question of getting started and you know we all have busy lives uh, busy schedules but we have to make the time of for course. some of these things no definitely and it's interesting so some of um i'm not sure if it's within the whim of um so he has, a, has an app that i use as well so i use that to um track my breath hold time so how long i can hold my breath um so that's also recommended mm -hmm. in the, the basically the program i took with this uh naraj who's obviously founder of uh, soma breath apparently some of the guided audios or tracks that are in the wim hof kind of app experience the soundtracks this naraj created so yeah they've kind of worked together beforehand as well and then he's obviously went off and built his own company so very all fascinating um and i would definitely recommend diving it into a bit more um but yeah in terms of the again the psychedelics um i'm not your person to to ask for that but um 
yeah, we, we, we will see where our journeys take us, my friends. Um, in the time that we do have left, um, feel free to, to share where people can find you online if they want to learn more about yourself, your podcast, and yeah, any other final thoughts you have. Sure. So uh, my podcast is available on YouTube and on Spotify. It's called Breakthrough with Rob Fliss. Uh, you can also find it on Instagram and Facebook. And if you would like to find uh, my personal page, it's at Rob Fliss uh, on Instagram and Facebook as well. And uh, Twitter, I guess, although I don't use Twitter so much, but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. And if uh, if you're interested, please, um, you know, shoot me a message. If anybody would like to speak with me, be a guest on the show, I'm totally open to that. Uh, if you're, if you have anything cool to talk about, you know, just, uh, send me a DM and we can set it up. Amazing. Awesome. Well, Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been um, a great conversation. Um, and hopefully it's provided a lot of value to our listeners as well. It's been a pleasure, Luke. Always great talking to you. Amazing. Well, guys, I will be back next week for the next episode of Raising Consciousness. Have a great one, and I will see you then. And for more after today's show, be sure to head on over to raisingconsciousness.show to get all of the show notes, transcriptions, videos for each episode, and a hell of a lot more. And if you got value from this episode, found it insightful, or learned a thing or two, please leave a review where you can let everyone know that this show is worth checking out. I appreciate you so much. You'll be hearing from me in the next episode.